Holy Spirit continue to move in our midst. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God and you start allowing the transformational effect of it to uh, implant us. Um, scripture tells us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within us and he, and he will quicken these mortal bodies. There's times we need a quickening, you know. There are times we don't want to get up. We don't want to get out of bed. We don't want to worship. We don't want to do anything. And yet, the Spirit of God is present and will quicken us to accomplish that which needs to be done that day. And it is, a, a, upon, it is something that is required of us to begin to implement, to begin to speak into our own lives the Word of God. Speak it over yourself. When you read the book of Psalms, David many times is, uh, is uh, telling uh, the story or he's speaking to himself about the things that his spirit needs to do in worship to God. And so he, he's, he's encouraging himself in his faith. And, and church, I believe there are times we need to encourage ourselves a little more because I know God can do more with us on his side than he can ever do when we're sitting back doing nothing now the reality is god doesn't need anyone because he could choose to speak and the world is created but he has chosen to work through people he's chosen to work through you and i and he desires willing vessels that will simply say yes to him even as we talked about last week and 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 just numerous ones of you responded to god calling you out and calling you forth you know when we start singing the spirit breakout we have to understand that if we're keeping the spirit of god trapped in this little box and as we begin to sing spirit break out we're saying uh, spirit of god break out from that restraint that i put on you and begin to do in me that which you desire to do that no one else can do so i encourage you church continue to speak that over your life this week that the spirit of god will break out in your life and you will begin to walk in and accomplish that which god has called you to do and to be can you do that with me this week all right i'd like you to shake somebody's hand i'd like you to encourage them in the lord this morning before you have a seat so thank you worship team Praise you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, uh, Miss Christina was, had to be gone this morning, and so I love having all the kids in church with us. It's wonderful. 
If you're visiting with us, we do have packets in the back uh, underneath the uh, bulletin board there that there's some packets and some crayons and pencils that they can work with. And um, Praise God. Before any of you leave today, I want you to be aware that I have a Valentine gift from you from the church. And so... um, It is on the back table. My daughter, Tia, will be the one distributing those. She's going to move it to the foyer. So when uh, at the end of service, as you're walking out there, there are gifts for the men and women and all kids, whether you be teenager or younger. Now, you know, I know I have ring pops and I have, you know, lollipops and I have chocolate. Now, I know some of you are saying that's speaking adult language, but, you know, we'll let the kids go through first first, because we have some other things for adults. And so, um, just want you to know there's, um, my daughter Tia helped me out and she put together these wonderful things. Uh, She's got some beard oil and she's got some bath salts and some other things, I think. um, It's just going to be just an amazing experience for you, Okay. So don't forget, before you leave today, each one of you have a special gift. And I'm going to announce this right now. I'm going to speak it out. Next Sunday, we have a special guest speaker. I'm excited. Who wants to know who that is? Is there anybody? Our our very own Chad is going to be bringing the word. So so I'm excited. Uh, that Chad's going to be bringing the word for us next week, and, uh, and it's just going to be an amazing time. So praise God. I've got a special video for us to start with. Go ahead and play that, Christina.
Alrighty. Um, so love is not as complicated uh, as it has to be, right? Sometimes we let make love so much more, um, but uh, we can make it simpler. Uh, how many of you have a favorite restaurant that they have a special sauce? Anybody? Um, I remember years ago going to Red Lobster and those biscuits, you know. Um, they became a problem because you, you, you fill up on these biscuits and, and then you have no room for your steak. Um, <laughs> I know you're saying, you're at Red Lobster. I eat steak everywhere. Why in the world would I go? It's, uh, if they... Amen. Thank you, Miss Elaine. You know, my wife gets the shrimp, I get the steak. So, um, and, and I remember we tried manufacturing those. It's like you get these, all these emails, you know, and they, we've got these recipes, we've got the famous recipe from one of these places, and, and people will buy them. And it's not always true. You know, they don't have all the secret stuff. Um, but we like thinking that we do. Because we are willing um, many times to pay lots of money for something we value. Is that right? Something that is important to us. We are willing to go above and beyond what is necessary. It reminds me of a passage of Scripture uh, found in the book of Matthew. Chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. And it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. And when he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. And I think as we look at this passage, it really describes marriage. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this opportunity to celebrate uh, marriage, to celebrate love on this special day. And I pray your blessing on our time. We ask for this in your name. Amen. The thought process of selling everything you own to buy that pearl of great price. Now, if you've ever got married before, you know marriage is expensive. Not necessarily the ceremony, but just being together. There's a lot to it, right? And we need to understand that when we commit to marriage, we're in it for the long haul. I, I want to relate this passage out of Matthew to a passage back in the book of Proverbs, um, chapter 18, verse 22. From the New Living Translation, it says this, The man who finds a wife finds a treasure, and he receives favor from the Lord. A treasure... God says that when we find a wife, we find a treasure. Now, I am going to speak today to the group that I am a, an expert at, okay? I, I'm going to speak to the men. Now, just because I'm speaking specifically to the men in this one moment, don't think that women, you're off the hook, okay? But I can only speak from my experience as a man. Because I have zero experience as a woman. Nor do I want any. But as a, as a man, I want to really try to break down these two passages. Because if logic were to dictate what we're doing, if, if we really are on this search to find the pearl of great price, and we find that in a wife. 
and a spouse. And we're willing to sacrifice all, to sell all, to attain this pearl. How much more should we be willing to give up for that wife that we find that God says is a treasure? How much more should we be willing to give away, to sell, to sacrifice? So today I am going to give you the secret sauce. I am going to give you the five things. Now there are more that we could probably list, but today for the sake of time, I'm going to give you the five things that I believe will transform your marriage currently, or if you're not yet married, for all of you that are single on the looking territory, in the looking area, this message can truly change your world from this day forward. Okay, I believe that. You can quote me on that later when your marriage is successful. So, are you ready? Marriage is a lot of work. (laughs) Now that's, that's not the first secret, that's just an awareness. Marriage is a lot of work. Those who say that it is easy, I'm just going to be honest, they're lying to you. Marriage is not easy. It's easy to be single. When I was single, I literally did whatever I wanted to do and ate what I wanted to eat and came home when I wanted to come home. I had the only person I was accountable to was me. Is anybody else out there like that? Marriage, when I got married and had children, it changed my world because now (laughs) I don't just eat what I want. I have to eat, you know, in awareness with being part of a family. I have to take into consideration my wife and my children. And then we add more children. And then it's like, and marriage just, marriage becomes complicated when you add children. Is there any parent out there that will agree that marriage can become complicated when you add children? Now, I am, I am married to the most amazing woman in the world. I'm just going to be honest with you because um, when my children were sick, they went to her. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when they were throwing up, it was not me, primarily because I would have been throwing up with them. There is that, that reaction that happened inside of me. Uh, I could not handle that moment. So my wife took care of all those things. And, and I just can't even list the number of things that my wife did to keep the house going. There were times I'd be the stay-at-home dad and my wife would be gone for something. And, and it's like, how in the world did she manage to keep the house clean and the food fixed and actually take care of a child? You know, there are times, does, did any other guy ever have that moment? It's like, how in the world did you actually function? You know, they come home from their event and you're exhausted, you've pulled your hair out, the children, they, they look like they've been in the middle of a war, and you realize God has given a special gift there. Now, I am thankful, my wife, from the point that, you know, as long as I've known her from getting married, my wife really said her calling was to be a stay-at-home mom. That was never an issue. Praise God. 
Not saying anything bad for women that have these aspirations to work and stuff like that. There is nothing wrong with that. But, but I, God linked with me someone that I needed as a stay-at-home mom because that was not my gift mix. Um, but I've grown to enjoy being home with my children and being home with my wife. And, and now we, I look forward to those opportunities where we just go and be together. But marriage is a lot of work, and you need to understand that going in. If, if you don't realize marriage is a lot of work, then you're going to set yourself up for some challenges. Now, marriage is not all um, rainbows and lollipops. You know, it, it, is, it is not all chocolate cake and ice cream. That's more of my language because I, I really don't care about a rainbow and I don't eat lollipops. But I do eat lots of chocolate cake and ice cream. But it's not all about that. Marriage takes work. And sometimes, you know, it's like cleaning the bathroom. It is not enjoyable, but it needs to get done, right? There are some things in marriage that just have to get done. The conversations, you know, the, you know whatever it is, that you just got to get it done. So let me get into these five areas, five secrets that will transform your world as you enter into marriage, or can transform it from this day forward. Number one is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if you are not starting with a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are starting at such a deficit in your marriage. Because hear me on this. When and an individual comes to a relationship with Jesus Christ, they have automatically come to a place of saying, I recognize that within me is not everything that there needs to be to be perfect. That I am not going down the path that will bring about the best part of me. And I needed, I needed to add an element to my life to change me. So when we have that that pre-established relationship with Christ already, the possibility of transformation is already present. That's why it's so important that when we uh, start with this relationship with Christ, we already start with someone who has gone through a process of transformation. Because marriage will transform you. You will be different from the day you get married on. You're not going to be the same person. Scripture says the two become one. Now, we're not going to get into all the other joys of marriage because we have a lot of children in here, and I'm going to keep this G-rated. But, but I'm just telling you that there is a transformation process that happens, okay? So number one, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Number two, look, I'm already on number two. I could have gone like, you know, two hours on number one. Number two, the second secret is read the Word. Can you imagine having a book that spans, you know, thousands of years, written by multiple authors, that has the ability to speak life into every situation you go into? It will give you the perfect advice for how to deal with a, a spouse, your children, every stressful event in life. The, the knowledge of it is already established in the Word of God. Loss, celebration, you know, we have a book that contains the riches 
of God's knowledge placed into writing for us to read and to consume and to, to refer to. You know, when Jesus was being tempted on the mountaintop, he says, you know, it is written. Church, if we can somehow come to a place whenever we deal with a problem, a situation, we go back to it is written and we go back to God's word. God's word literally has the ability to release us from the bondage of what that situation may be trying to bring upon us. Now hear me, don't ever say to your spouse in the midst of an argument, it is written, to try to shut them up. None of this, get thee behind me, Satan. Wrong timing, wrong situation, okay? <laughs> now, there may, may be moments you need to tell Satan to get behind you in your marriage relationship, but it is not in the midst of that confrontation with a spouse. But I'm just telling you, church, that you need to begin to study God's Word in such a way that when those challenging situations come upon you, that you are ready to deal with them. The Word of God will make us aware of sacrifice, of what true love is, about searching for special gifts. It is a resource. Number three, study your spouse. This is one I think many, I'm just going to speak to men. Again, I'm speaking to those that I'm most aware of. There are times we as men have not always enjoyed study, right? How many of you were happy to get out of high school and happy to find something else to do other than open a book, okay? I mean, there, it's just part of, we just, you know, would rather do something more active than to study something. Our wives, our spouses need us to study them. Now, I can tell you, at just about every restaurant that I go to with my wife, I could have probably a 90 to 99% effective rate of, of ordering her exact meal. 90 to 99%. I, I've 90% of the time never have to ask her when I go to any restaurant what she wants. I can order it because I know her. I've studied her. Now, I can tell you in those beginning years, I bought things that I thought, well, I think she would like this. Have any of you ever done that? I think she would like this. And you think, oh, that was so cute. And they hated it. Because I had not studied her. If God is saying that she is a treasure, some treasures are meant to be unpacked over a period of time. And you have to study that. You have to research that. You have to get in and dig into it to find everything there. Um, when we bought our house in Sturgis, South Dakota, uh, years ago, we got into this house and we started, you know, looking into all the nooks and crannies. And we found stuff that had been, you know, packed away. And how many of you ever bought an old house and you think, oh, Lord, I'm just going to keep looking because maybe there's a stash of money that the, the old man in the house had put or the old lady in the house had put there and they had forgot about it. Is anybody else that I went through the garage, I crawled through the attic of this thing, which was not a pleasant experience. Now, they did leave lots of things there and they may have been a treasure, but not to me. Um, but I went in this search for something. How much more should I be willing to search out my wife 
and the things, uh, you know, the only way you're going to truly search out your spouse is to ask questions, and here's a key, begin to write them down so you don't forget. Because it's not really wanting to know if you have to ask them 30 or 40 times. If you're 15, 20, 25, brother Jerry, how many, 60 years 64 years in, at 64 years in, you better know each other. Now, I know there's a lot more grace at 64 than at 25. Um, and really, the first five years of marriage, there's a lot of grace because you really ignore a lot of things. You think, oh, you're in this bliss, you know, and it's great. Everything's perfect. Um, not really, but that's what you act, we act like sometimes. But we need to research and we need to write those things down so that um, we're able to truly engage our spouse and show them love. We had some, we've had some amazing discussions in Sunday school uh, just talking about unpacking the hurts of life. So I want to encourage you to study your spouse. Become an expert. Um, you should by, you know, a, you know, five to ten years in at least have an associate degree in studying her. Let me just be honest. You know, by the time you're 20 years in, you better have your bachelor's done and moving on to a doctorate. In the Word of God, in the book of 2 Timothy, he says that we should study to show ourselves approved, a workman worthy of our hire. So if God says that we are to study to show ourselves approved, a, a, a person who is worthy, how much more should we study our spouse? Church, come on now. <laughs> I'm not hearing as many amens as I should be right now. So God wants you to study, to go back to school and study here. Secret number four, I only have two more. Number four, this one's a hard one for me. Okay, pursue your spouse. Pursue your spouse. Now, I don't care who you are. When you're dating, there is a lot of pursuing that goes on in those early years. You um, just want to spend time together, and you're willing to go and, you know, or in that early dating stages, and they just sit on the phone with each other, listening to each other breathe. I'm just, it's weird. I'm not saying that I've ever done that. Um, or, or you write these extravagant love letters. Um, mushy, I mean, you come up with your own rhymes and all those things, and it's, you, you're, you're glad most of them got thrown away, unless you're like, which is scary, one of these actually kept every note that I ever sent her, <laughs> which is scary one of these days that she'll break them out. Um, or we move again and that box somehow disappears. No, I'm just kidding. I would not, I would not do that to my wife, but, uh, but, um. We need to pursue them. If they're that important, I mean, if we were willing to forego sleep in the dating process to be with them, how much more should we be willing to do that when they need to talk in the middle of the night? How many times did you skip meals because of this anticipation of spending time with them, of sitting in their presence, or spending lots of money? You name it, and we probably have done it. But we need to learn to pursue our spouse on a daily basis, spending time getting to know them in such deep, intimate ways, okay? 
Let me share this painful illustration for me. I'm going to be, I am going to be so transparent for you right now, and it's going to hurt me more than it does you. This is one of those parenting moments. Marriage is, is work, and it's hard, and you don't, even as a minister, we don't always get it right. Okay, there was a time a number of years ago, it actually was not long after we moved here, there was a lot of stress. We were driving back from Tennessee, um, had a, a heated argument in the car. <laughs> we're somewhere uh, in Ohio, a few exits back, and, and, <laughs> and I was in the passenger side seat. My wife was driving, and she finally had gotten to the end of our conversation, <laughs> And she pulled off at the beginning of the off-ramp and got out of the car and began walking down the off-ramp and walked across the grass to a parking lot. Okay, heated. Can you sense the tension? The children were in the back seats. There was crying. There was um, somehow me yelling more. Didn't bring her back to the vehicle. Um, Now, it was not a divorce moment, but it was not a good communication moment, okay? So I get out of the car, walk around, and I get in, and I drive to the parking lot that she had walked to, <laughs> and I did, not wa- I did not drive up next to her. I stayed <laughs> a distance away, and I let her come to me. <laughs> do you, do you see, do you, Ryan, thank you for feeling the pain of this moment. <laughs> and the thing that came out of it is I did not pursue her. Okay, I was not willing to, to set aside my, my issues, my pain, to go be where she was. And so, church, we need to pursue. My fifth and final point is this, is we need to learn to surprise our wife. Now today, I, you know, I am not a gifted musician of any sort, but I, thanks to YouTube, I have learned to play the piano overnight. And I have a, Nancy, I'd like you to come. Can you come up here for me? You're, you're getting that set up. Tia can take care of that for me. So I, I need you to stand right here for me and look at me, because I need you to look me in the eye on this song. It's going to be easier to sing. Right, right. All right. Did I hear she's going to Madison? I, now, this is a very special song. And I just want you to know, sometimes I've not surprised you enough in life. Because I am, I'm really, I'm a person, I am steady. I've, I've gotten used to people calling me a pillar, not because I look like one, but because I'm, I'm steady, and, and that's, I've enjoyed that aspect of life. But today I'd like to surprise you with a special song, and... Um, I've got a few background, you know, a little background music to help because I'm going to fill in along the way. And so go ahead and Christina and play that for us. And uh, let's go at it here. Okay? You ready? Just breathe through it. Breathe through it. I know. And the music will eventually start. I know. It is special. Mm-hmm. 
No, I'm filling in. That's why I have background people helping. There were bells on a hill, but I never mm. heard them ringing. I'm really not going to sing, no, but I brought a bro- good friend of mine. I love you, my wife. Happy Valentine's Day. In the sky, mm. but I never saw them winging. No, I never mm. saw them at all till there was you. Mm. I love you. Song's not over yet. <laughs> I love you. There was music oh. and there were wonderful roses. And they tell me of sweet fragrant meadows of dawn. And do you I love you. In my heart. Amen. But I never heard it singing. No, I never heard it at all. Till there was you. You. So sometimes you need to get out of your box and surprise your wife, your spouse, get get uncomfortable. See, it would have really been uncomfortable if I started playing the piano and singing for her. Um, But she would have found delight in it if I had created a, crafted a beautiful song to play for her. And so uh, surprise your spouse. Marriage is supposed to be fun. You know, I'm just going to tell you, I literally, because my wife or my children love it when I say literally frequently, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I have more fun in our marriage 25 years in uh, than I've ever had in my life. So I just want you to know, the amount of fun you can have in marriage is not limited uh, to I do. Uh, it is, it is. It is boundless as long as you choose every day to make an adventure. And uh, even someone who is as steady and as non-explorative um, as me. I, I have shared it before. I am, 
I, I unfortunately pride myself on just being the same over and over. Um, but we could have so much more in our marriages is if we would just be willing to do these, um, the five things. And the positive thing, number one, Jesus as our Savior, uh, you know, we can get that taken care of and then just grow in Him. The more you grow in Jesus, the more aware you become of all the shortfalls in your life. Um, reading your word is not a one and done thing. It is, it is daily. You know, it is a constantly consuming the word of God that it would transform you. It is, a, it is, a, it is a process, you know, and we're never, a, we never arrive. Um, it, it is coming to that place of uh, studying our spouse to where we know every nook and cranny, uh, every like and, and dislike, everything about her. Um, it, is, it is coming to the place that we, we literally chase after her. In those, especially in those painful moments where we failed them, that we don't just say, well, you, listen, she knows I love her. She wants that she'll come back to me. No, stop that. Go after them. Pursue them. And then surprise them. You know, find something that is uncomfortable for you to do, but will truly rock their world. So, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you have provided such a resource for us in your word that can open us up to the pearl of great price. Now, I know that you are the pearl of great price for us, Lord, um, but you also said that when we find a, a wife, when we find a, spice, a, a spouse, we find, find a treasure that truly has the ability to open us up to things that we never imagined. And so today, Lord, I pray that as we celebrate Valentine's Day today, that you would help us to celebrate uh, love every day in new ways. Father, I pray your blessing on each one today and the things that they uh, choose to do as a result of what, uh, Father, your word has the ability to inspire within them. And uh, we ask for this in your name. Amen. This time we're going to wait upon you for morning tithes and offering. All righty. Ryan's going to sing a special... I'm just kidding. <laughs> let, us, let us pray. So, Father, thank you for this day. Uh, thank you for, uh, that we can have so much fun and laughter in church as well. I pray your blessing on our tithes, our offering. Uh, bless the things that you're doing in this church. And we ask for this in your name. Amen. All righty. Remember when you're done, after you're done shaking hands and greeting one another, please do stop by and get one of the gifts. Uh, there is one piece of candy for each kid, and then whatever's left, listen, adults, if you beg and plead um, and give Tia a sad story, I'm sure she'll take care of you too. Um, but uh, see Tia and Michael out there, and they'll give you some special things that the, Tia's made for them, and I think Matthew helped out some last night as I went to bed, so um, yeah. It's all right. I am not crafty, but, uh, but, I, but I know how to write a check. So praise God. Uh, God bless you guys. Love on one another. And uh, thanks for coming out today.